0: M-S-W-Media. Hey, everybody. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by my favorite daily nutritional drink, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We thank them for their support.
1: Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Today, Switzerland breaks its neutrality protocol and sanctions Russia. The International Criminal Court has opened a war crimes investigation into the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The U.S. has expelled 12 Russian diplomats from the U.N. over national security concerns. President Zelensky has officially applied to become a member of the European Union. U.S. sanctions block Russia from accessing its $630 billion war chest Rainy Day Fund. Sweden will send military aid to Ukraine, including anti-tank weapons, helmets and body armor. FIFA suspends Russia from international soccer. The State Department has shuttered the U.S. Embassy in Belarus. And the first capital riot trial for Guy Reffitt begins today with jury selection. I'm Allison Gill. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Those are the headlines today. Also, this just in from Kyle Cheney at Politico. The January 6th Select Committee has subpoenaed phone records connected to another employee of Alex Jones. This is the second time in recent weeks the panel has homed in on a Jones associate as it seeks to pinpoint the pro-Trump broadcaster's role preceding the Capitol attack. Court documents filed Sunday night reveal the panel has subpoenaed records for Annette Schroer. That's the mom of Alex Jones employee Owen Schroer, who was charged last year for his participation in the breach of the Capitol. Annette Schroer is asking a judge to let her join Alex Jones's pending lawsuit against the January 6th Select Committee claiming the subpoena is an abuse of the committee's power. According to a copy of the subpoena filed with the court, Annette Schroyer received notice of the subpoena on February 10th, and Verizon indicated it would hand over her phone records to the committee unless she filed suit by February 28th. Jones has already pleaded the fifth during his own appearance before the select committee and refused to produce documents citing multiple constitutional protections, and he sued in December to prevent the panel from obtaining his phone records from Verizon. Earlier this month, a Jones security guard named Tim Enlow joined Jones's lawsuit against the select committee, claiming that a subpoena for his phone records was a backdoor attempt to glean more information about Jones. Yes, Tim, that's exactly what it was. The case is pending before the U.S. District Court Judge Christopher Cooper, who was an Obama nominee from 2014. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then I have an interview with Charlotte Clymer you don't want to miss. Stay with us.
1: We'll be
0: right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. Today's Beans is brought to you by Athletic Greens, a health and wellness company specializing in daily nutrition. Maintaining healthy eating habits can be difficult when you have a hectic schedule and when you intermittently fast and you're paleo. I have huge gaps in my nutrition, and that's where Athletic Greens helps. With just one tasty scoop, AG1 offers comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition. So convenient, it's such an easy habit to pick up, and it's delicious. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, and a greens superfood blend, plus more. I take it first thing in the morning before I go to the gym. AG1 helps me be more focused and productive all day long, gives me the energy I need. AG1 features tasty ingredients that are also bioavailable in one convenient daily drink, making it very easy to substitute multiple supplements or pills. I used to have 10 bottles of stuff, and now it's all in this one delicious scoop of AG1. It also fits keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free lifestyles. There's less than one gram of sugar in AG1. There's no GMOs, no chemicals, and no artificial anything. And it's delicious. What I like most is uh, Athletic Greens updates their product based on science and research. AG1 is continuously improved based on the latest research, which has resulted in 53 improvements in the past decade and counting. I highly recommend AG1. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you visit athleticgreens.com dailybeans today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com dailybeans to take control of your health, fill those nutritional gaps, and give AG1 a try. You'll be glad you did. Very excited today to be talking to my friend who is a writer, lesbian, veteran, activist and writes at charlotteclimer.substack.com. Please welcome Charlotte Climber. Hi. Hello,
1: my dear friend. Good to see you again.
0: It is wonderful to see you as always. I wish we were meeting under better circumstances today, however. Me too. Yeah, today, and this is just coming off of the heels of an amendment added to the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida that requires teachers to out children, LGBTQ plus children, to their parents. But now in Texas, we have Governor Greg Abbott has written a letter to mandatory reporters, mandated reporters, you know, school teachers, nurses, doctors to report any family with trans children to child protective services for investigation. And I I wanted to get a sense of your thoughts on, first of all, the don't say gay bill, the amendment, and then now this new letter requiring investigations of of families with trans children for child abuse criminal child abuse prosecution if the family has a trans child. I don't even know where to start.
1: You know, I I'm a proud trans woman. I grew up in Texas and I lived in a home in which, you know, we had CPS called on our mother for very good reason. This is not a CPS situation. Uh, a child receiving the affirmation they need to be who they are authentically is not Something that warrants calling child protective services. Every major medical and scientific organization has released statements of support affirming trans children. The American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, the American Psychiatric Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the World Health Organization, the American Gynecological Society, you know, every
0: single The military, the the American military.
1: The American military. You know, uh, trans and non-binary people have been aligned with best medical practices for a long, long time now. And what Greg Abbott is doing and, uh, you know, what Florida Republicans are doing with the, you know, don't say gay bill in, in Florida schools is that they're attempting to weaponize the lack of knowledge and the fear Over trans people and specifically trans children in order to have what they believe to be an effective electoral strategy. That's it. They're exploiting children in order to win elections. That's what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And and not only that, but it's it's utilization of of a government office to spread lies. You know, we just recently saw, and this is this is off topic, but we've seen, you know, special counsel John Durham file these inquiries into conflicts of interest and then including you know, six paragraphs of of bullshit to uh, utilize the courts to to spread inflammatory stuff for the media to pick up. And here in this letter, even though the only therapies available to trans children in Texas are, are puberty blocking drugs, Abbott writes, it's against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning, including reassignment surgeries that can cause sterilization mastectomies, removals of otherwise healthy body parts and administration of puberty blocking drugs or doses of testosterone or estrogen. So even though only one of those things is available, he lists all of these seemingly sounding, terrifying sterilization of children techniques to rile up voters. And I think it's disgusting to, to utilize the office of, of the, any political office to spread this kind of fear. Allison,
1: when do you think was the first year that children in the United States started being prescribed puberty blockers? I'm curious.
0: When do I think? If you had to guess, if you just had to guess. Oh, I, I imagine it's been a very long time. Yeah, 1993. No, I was going to say the 90s. That or was the first the 80s. year. Yeah.
1: Now, as surprising as that might be, I'm about to blow your mind with this. There are more cis children, cisgender children, so non-transgender children, who take puberty blockers every year than trans children. Did you know that?
0: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So cis children were
1: first prescribed puberty blockers in order to treat rapid-onset adolescent growth, Mm -hmm. right? So kids who are developing far too fast could cause significant medical problems. And so doctors would prescribe puberty blockers. And, And the reasoning was is that this would helped them with their development. It was not permanent. As soon as they went off puberty blockers, their body would resume normal production of growth hormones uh, that you know all of us go through and we're going through adolescence. That was the reasoning. And uh, doctors started using this for trans children. And it was seen as a great way of slowing down growth, non-permanent growth, uh, and permanent growth for that matter, to allow families and children enough time to make a wise decision over whether or not they did want to continue along this path of being openly trans and going down the transition route. This is what we would want <laughs> yeah. in a medical situation is for a strong regulatory framework that allows for children to have the time and families to have the time to make decisions over their future. What Abbott is doing is latching on to this very common practice that has been around since the early 90s, long before trans children used them, in order to strike fear in the hearts of voters who, again, don't know trans people, don't know trans children, and have been told over and over again that the trans community is to be feared and that we are undoing the fabric of American society. That is the whole ballgame for Greg Abbott and Republicans who do this. That's it.
0: Yeah. And my other question, not, you know, I'm not asking you, I'm just sort of putting it out into the ether is that this particular disgusting stunt takes parenting away from parents while they are simultaneously saying that only parents should be able to decide what is taught in schools and (laughs) not the government. So I can't quite understand and not to mention the governmental overreach into people's personal affairs here, which is something that for very many decades it's been an anti-Republican sitch. Do you know what I mean?
1: Ain't that something? Ain't that something? They, they want parents who agree with them to be protected. That's what this is about. So if, you know, this is a Black family in Texas who, you know, wants their Black children to understand history, the history of racism in this country, they don't want that taught in schools. If it is a, you know, uh, a girl in, in, in a school who they want to understand the history of massaging in this country, the suffrage movement, uh, you know, the history of the ERA, they don't want that time in schools. And of course, if it is an LGBTQ child, not just a trans child, but any LGBTQ child, a, a young gay cis white boy, they don't want that young man to know about the history of homophobia in our country and why it's perfectly rational and normal for a child to be LGBTQ. Uh, as long as they're, you know, treated as responsibly and engaged responsibly as any other child. You know, this is, it's just, it's such bullshit reasoning that they do. This is a constant attempt to other folks who don't agree with them, don't look like them, don't come from their experience, in order to gain more power. We are stepping stones for the Republican Party to gain more power. We're like, we're like, test cases. And no one, no one is more prominent right now in this than trans than trans people, and specifically trans children. The GOP has figured that if they can convince America that it's totally appropriate for them to regulate the bodies of trans children, erase them from the public square, everything else is on the table. Because once you attack children, what's left? Mm-hmm. Really, what's left?
0: Yeah. And also, I don't see this as any... I don't... <laughs> This is just eugenics through fear. Yes. This is pushing people back into the closet because these kids in Texas, Florida, et cetera, aren't going to want to be outed to their parents. They aren't going to want the cops to be called on their parents. And this is Republicans wanting the country to look straight, act straight and cis and look and act Christian and, and white. And I can't see it as as anything besides that. They're, they're, they're just sort of trying to force everyone into the dark.
1: It's quite literally eugenics. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm so glad you said that because I think people are afraid of using that word. They're afraid of using that word because they still believe that being trans is a choice. You're Right. They still believe that being transgender is something you wake up one day and you think, I want to try that out. No, no. We struggle internally all our lives with this horrific incongruency. Uh, And then we get on a treatment plan that allows us to be authentic, healthy, Uh, engaging with the public square the way everyone else does. And then they call it unnatural and say that it goes against nature. Trans people can be found in every country, culture, religion, race, all over the world for as long as there's been recorded human history. Trans people are literally everywhere. We are everywhere. We've been everywhere for a long time. The only difference now, the only difference is that trans people have felt enough confidence to come out finally <laughs> and be our authentic selves. And for some reason, this is terrifying to a lot of people. And I find that tragic.
0: Yeah. And and if if someone's authentic self is to, you know, be a subservient cis wife and go to church every Sunday, hey, go for it. Go for it. I'm cool. I don't <laughs> I don't I think I think it's unnatural. No, okay. no, but, uh, you know, do you know what, you know what I'm getting at? I mean, look, here, it but- is,
1: it's a decision they make, right? You know, the Live your I, life. I went to evangelical churches in Texas. I certainly knew more than enough. I knew women who were lawyers and said that their their duty on this earth was to be subservient to their husband. Mm-hmm. And look, if that is something they're, if, it, if that is a decision they're making with their own agency, that's great. But I swear to God, if they compare that to a child right. who has no control over who they are, who, over how they're born, and then shame that part of that child we're going to have a problem
0: right it's like blue lives matter as though it weren't a choice to be a cop yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make, make any sense. sense to me and i'm sitting i'm sitting here charlotte just absolutely not surprised but shocked and flabbergasted that this is where we are and people are just kind of like Meh. that's i feel the whole boiling frog thing with so many things going on right now. This kind of, uh this kind of just hate, open hate, and fear mongering. But also, you know, Republicans siding with Putin, and you know, I mean, it's just like things that if you plopped them out, if you pulled them out of where we are now and, and shoved them into our discourse ten years ago, people would go, "What the fuck?" And, and now right everyone's now. just kind of, everyone's just kind of like, "Huh." <laughs> I'm speechless at a lot of this. Doesn't it
1: feel like we're living in an avalanche of bullshit right now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really does. It, it's, it, it, I would be, I've been thinking about that all week, by the way, the point you just brought up about the Republican Party. Republican voters are literally polling more in favor of Vladimir Putin than they are Joe Biden right now. Because they have been put through this relentless, I mean, relentless avalanche of propaganda from Fox News, from Breitbart, from the Daily Wire, from all these conservative sites that emphasized it to them again and again that Russia is nothing to be afraid of. Vladimir Putin is completely a reasonable leader who just happens to want to invade a sovereign country for no more reason than his own ego. And this has fed to them over and over again. Can you imagine what Reagan Republicans would have said about this 25 years ago, 30 years ago?
0: It's wild to me. It's absolutely wild to me. Yeah, it's the opposite of tear down that wall. Yeah,
1: it is, it's, it's built up that wall. <laughs> it <is>. it's, become, <laughs> it is. it's become isolationist and to let dictators the world over have their way with the rest of the world. And it's not even out of, you know what's weird to me? I don't think it's even out of a selfishness. I think it's honestly out of fear. Yeah. I think Republicans truly fear going to war with Russia. I do too, but that doesn't mean that I think we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, this is appeasement. This is allowing a dictator to run roughshod over our friends and allies, murdering innocent people. Uh, Russia's not going to stop with Ukraine, and it's certainly not going to stop with what it's done so far. The persecution of LGBTQ people, the persecution of journalists, uh, this, this overwhelming sense of divine entitlement to decide who and who isn't worthy as a human being that is not going to stop at the borders of ukraine or the borders of nato this is something that they want to keep spreading and republicans have given up the game and given up the struggle against that
0: yeah well it's it's nationalism isolationism not wanting to work with allies and wanting to beat back democracy honestly yeah and and that's what donald trump did for for 4 years here was dismantle nato and democracy and and the west and and now in a weakened condition after four years of that. And now we're seeing it pop up in Canada and Australia and uh, this whole movement. And it's it's frightening. And I hope that we can, you know, it's going to be very important to preserve democracy here in order to preserve democracy globally.
1: And can I point out something real quick, Alison?
0: Of course. There is
1: a very strong psychological effort going on here too. They don't have the people. They don't. If the majority of the world were to vote today, the majority of the world would say Putin is an asshole and needs to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But the way that they trick us into becoming, how do I say this, complacent or appeasing... Apathetic. ...is to convince us through this, you know, wall of propaganda that, you know, the loudest voices in the room are the ones that are the truest. That That is the principle that they are na- uh, navigating with as they attempt to reach their objectives. Folks, don't fall for that shit. Don't fall for the absolute lie that most Americans are completely fine with Russia invading Ukraine. That is not true. That is not true. But they're able to push this lie because they're the only ones in the room sounding off against this horrible situation. Speak up. Say that it is complete bullshit that Ukraine and Ukrainians, as a sovereign people, are being thrown to the wolves Because we don't want to actually protect democracy and liberty, as the Republican Party has claimed to believe in for so long now,
0: and and that's the I think that's the takeaway for the what do we do question is whenever we see it, whenever we see people trying to push LGBTQ plus community folks back into the darkness and the closet and the shadows, whenever we see instances of of racism, misogyny, sexism, whenever we see fascism trying to encroach into democracy, I think we have to call it out. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people say, ignore that block, move on, ignore. I I don't think that's the answer.
1: I agree with you on that. Yeah, no, I have no notes. (laughs) That's absolutely right.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, again, I wish we were talking under better better circumstances, maybe in a few weeks, a month or so when, when the public hearings are going on and we start maybe seeing some Some accountability through indictments and some wins in court against letters like this from Greg Abbott. Or when we see things like the Don't Say Gay bill struck down, we can get together and cheers. I would love that, ma'am. That would be great. Let's come back in a couple months and do this again.
1: Um, In the meantime, I implore your listeners, please follow my blog. It's called Charlotte's Web Thoughts. It's on Substack. It's completely free. All you need is an email, it takes less than five seconds just go to charlotteclimber.substack.com. It's Charlotte's Web Thoughts.
0: Absolutely. You learned so much. Thank you. I appreciate your time today, Charlotte Climber. Thanks, Allison. All right, everybody. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for giving me a little vacation, uh, bringing you the headlines. I will have all of the links to all of these articles and news stories and sources in our weekly newsletter for patrons. If you aren't a patron and you want to be one for just three bucks a month, you can do it at patreon.com slash wrote and um, sign up and you get this, that you get ad-free feeds for this, the MSW Book Club, and Mueller She Wrote, and uh, access to our happy hour Zoom calls and VIP events. And that's it's really awesome. Awesome group of people, incredible network of support. Pretty much anything you need, somebody there has. So I absolutely encourage you to do that. It's only three bucks for all three shows. That's $1 a show per month. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, and also helps us stay off Spotify. <laughs> so thank you so much for all of the support we've gotten. I appreciate you. I'll be back tomorrow with the headlines. Until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. And vote blue over Q. I've been A.G., and them's the Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants,